right. Uh, hey guys, this is What Mean. I'm Alex, and I have a very special guest today. He's actually been on the show. This is his second time on. <laughs> What's up, Ben? Second week in a row. This is Ben, the man who knows too much about Batman from the Superhero Stuff You Should Know podcast. Here to talk about, well, I'll let Alex introduce it. Uh, we're here to talk about uh, Batwoman. Hey, hold on one mm-hmm. second. It's my wife. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's up? She wants to join in. Uh, she just needs affection. She's been sleeping all day. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll cut that out later. <laughs> Sorry. You're fine. But, yeah, I got some uh, official notes uh, right here. First time, or one of the first time I've taken some notes. So I got some good old uh, ASMR going on right there uh for a batwoman which Bat-woman. uh yes yeah so uh i guess uh just going into it um but just looking at my notes mm-hmm. um what was your first impression of like batwoman because i feel like a lot of people <clears throat> like whenever they see like i think the trailers kind of did mm-hmm. the show in before it even came on tv i don't know yeah, it was definitely controversial due to the line that this is stupid because it's in the trailer, but not in the actual episode where she points to the bat suit and tells Luke Fox. She talks about you know the suit needs some additions to it, and Luke Fox is just like you know the suit is literally perfect, and she's like it will be when it fits a woman, and then cuts the Bat Woman. <laughs> Everybody was you know all the all the dudes who don't like that type of stuff didn't like that and were complaining about it. It's not in the pilot. Yeah. I don't think it's in the pilot at all. And I'm like, well, that's kind of dumb then. <laughs> like, stick to your guns. <laughs> like, either have it in the episode or don't have it in the trailer. Like, don't. It, it like might have maybe been. They put it, yeah, maybe they specifically put it in the trailer. Maybe I'm wrong, but I yeah. remember looking out for it in the pilot. But, uh, I mean, I've been a fan of the character due to the, you know, the famous run from Greg Rucka and J.H. Williams III, where the art is just beautiful. She's almost like a, she's almost like a vampire. Yeah, in the way how pale her skin is in contrast to the, like the white, black, and red, and uh, I heard they were going to do the TV show, and I'm like, okay, that sounds awesome. And then they brought her into the Elseworlds crossover for the Arrowverse, and uh, she, you know, she played a decent role in that. We had the whole Arkham thing. wasn't a huge mm-hmm. fan of their version of Arkham, but I realized they're on a budget. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know, the the show comes out, and I'm like, you know what? I'll still watch it because I like Luke Fox. I like the character of Kate Kane. I like this general world uh i'm not a general fan of some of the things they did to kate's family specifically with her dad they really just made her dad more of a commissioner gordon type rather than uh the type that he is he's a pretty much he's in the luke fox role kind of he's kind of an like an alfred type yeah 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 and i just don't like that they're just like well since we have this other, all these Arrowverse shows, the tradition is that the cop character is the father to the female lead, because you got that in Arrow, where he was the dad to Black Canary. <laughs> got it in Flash, where he's the dad to Iris. So, mm. you know, let's just do the same thing here. I'm just like, no, don't do the same thing. Make it like the comics, but whatever. They decided not to do that. So, anyway, first impressions, I, I was like, you know, it's it wasn't my favorite, but I did appreciate the fact that they were trying to bring the world of Batman into the Arrowverse. And I liked, I think most of all, what they did with different villainous characters right. compared to what they were actually doing with the, the Batman family. So those were kind of my feelings in the beginning. Yeah, I know definitely like the the trailers. And like, I, I did like the Elseworld thing. Like that was mm-hmm. cool. Her, 
something I just noticed. I was looking again. We're gonna do a, like a, like in the Assault on Arkham thing. We're gonna do a weird thing where we micro focus on how the costumes <laughs> look. Yeah. But but um, I noticed something. I think the Elseworld suit, other than like the second season, which we'll get into later. I think that was probably the best looking version of the suit was in Elseworld. It looks the most kind of like Batman like. I feel like I wasn't a fan of the whole when she did like that whole like kind of V-neck thing going on like in the later uh, episodes. I almost forgot about that, but yeah. Yeah, like that was weird for me, but then mm-hmm. when you you were I think you were talking about how she had like some sort of allergic reaction, maybe that was they made a new suit maybe so it, much of it wasn't on her maybe it was just a mover neck i have no idea probably maybe. just a mover yeah. neck yeah but yeah <laughs> that damn neck is always in the way in these bat suits right everyone's yeah. just like does he get to move his head or does he get to do the keaton turn huh? right certainly so, make uh yeah. backing out of the driveway easier <laughs> <laughs> just need the cameras in the back <laughs> Sol- right. problem solved thanks lucius or yeah. Luke in this case but exactly yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I definitely, I'm just going to be honest, uh, Ruby Rose, like just now that I have distance away from it, we'll get more into her Mm -hmm. as like an actress, but she, in terms of looks, she looks like the character a lot, but in terms Mm -hmm. of acting, it's really rough, man. Like she, (laughs) she's not the best. (laughs) I think the, the, the weakest part is when she kills that dude. Like the, it was it was like the big kill of the first season, right? And then she realizes her mistake, and then she tries to revive him. And she's like, "Come on, live!" And it's just the way that she does it. I'm just like, "Oh, oh, oh dear." <laughs> so, <laughs> right. It doesn't do it any favors. I think the best, the best character, and the best actor, in my opinion, that steals the show is Alice. Is Rachel Scarston as Alice? Oh yeah. Alice. It's just like this is basically the Alice show. When Ruby Rose was going to uh, leave the show, people were just like, "Could you?" Since they're twin sisters anyway, could you just have her play Batwoman and Alice? I remember I, I listened to like another like Batwoman related podcast and they brought that mm-hmm. up. I'm like, that would be totally like a mind fuck of like a thing, but I it feel like be, they yeah. could get away with it. Because um, then I'm like, at some point Alice is gonna get old as a as a villain, mm-hmm. but you could still have her on the show because the Flash Flash did it all the time. But it was ridiculous. Season three, they're just like Savitar is gone and H.R. Wells is gone. I'm like, yeah, but Grant Gustin and Tom Cavanaugh are still on the show, right? Like, <laughs> he didn't really kill anybody. Yeah. Is uh, and then they have like the Council of Wells and everything. That's its whole oh, other. That that's a separate separate podcast into itself. That whole the multiverse stuff lets you get away with so much shit when it comes to just bringing actors back. Right. But um, speaking of Rachel Scarsden, I think that her acting is so much better than I don't know if you saw the old uh, Birds of Prey Prey, TV show. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. I mean, she's she's playing a much more interesting character as well. But yeah, no, I mean, she she understands the assignment, as the kids say now on on Twitter. But it's it's clearly and it's it's a character that I think comes across more interesting than i think in the original comic at least in elegy because elegy was all about the mystery of like who is alice and then you find out at the very end that it's the twin sister as opposed to i think they were very smart in the show to be like oh yeah like anybody who knows that is already watching the show we don't need to make that a big mystery for the first season just reveal that at the pilot so i thought that was smart of them and they decided to give her a lot more humanity than at least what i remember right the original comics and I was just like, this is basically the Alice show. 
Like even people who don't like the show are just like, we don't like it, but this part is awesome. This character is awesome. Right. Um, I know definitely like she is one of the highlights. I was kind of worried originally um, whenever they said that they were getting rid of Ruby Rose because actually that's like a common like rumor I've heard too that she got fired like she didn't quit like I I don't know but um, like whenever she left like me and my wife would watch it together and it's like how are they gonna make a show with like a totally new character if the whole main crux of it is this whole like messed up family dynamic kind of thing yeah it's it's weird and i was just like couldn't like why not recast are we so continuity heavy these days that like a recast is going to throw things out of the water as opposed to the old days where like yeah. james bond it's like a different guy is going to play the same villain each movie right. well felt i'm like come on let's just go back to that but uh you know i think they did what they could if you're going to replace it replace your protagonist with another protagonist I think they probably did the best that they could possibly do in that circumstance. It's not ideal. It's not, you know, the. I still think they could have just recast and they would have been better off, honestly. Uh, but if you're going to bring in a new character, then I think they did a pretty decent job at sort of trying to pass the mantle in the best circumstances they could. Right. I definitely did. It's so funny just seeing also i guess the differences between i guess we're gonna get into the two different batwomen uh oh yeah just because it seems almost like a reaction to criticism of like the first season like batwoman on there like she's much more and the new one's much more emotional much more like Mm -hmm. i would call it breaking character but like kind of just like it's her own batwoman like where she'll have moments where She'll kind of just talk, like, she's not really much for the intimidation thing. Like, she'll do that sometimes, but it's much mm-hmm. more, I guess I would compare it to, like, kind of like Terry McGinnis kind of thing, where it's, like, much more just, like, real. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, no, I, I hear you. I think it's it's one where they're just like, we can't just have her be uh, Kate Kane, but she's black, you know, yeah, in terms yeah. of uh, the personality. So I think that... They were smart to say, kind of like what you said in terms of breaking character, it's not the, the personality you would associate with somebody who's in a bat suit in terms of her being a lot more emotional, also a lot more fun and funny. Like, she's just a lot more vibrant of a character to follow right? Uh, than in the first season mm-hmm. with uh, Ruby Rose's Kate Kane. So, as I said, like it, it's preferable that they would have stuck with it simply because of the fact that she has a relationship with everybody. You know, whereas Ryan, not so much. He kind of had to develop that. But uh, in terms of having a more interesting person to watch, they definitely gave us more interesting person to watch in the second <laughs> season. Right. Um, I know definitely, like, uh, I guess we're getting into just, like, other characters, too. You mentioned earlier, um, mm-hmm. I'm blanking on, the the dad, Jacob. Yeah. he He's leaving the show um, now. Yeah, like, yeah. He uh, very unceremoniously too. They're just like they're shoving me off to jail. See ya. <laughs> Not even in the finale. He doesn't even get a big goodbye. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And I'm like, wait, that's it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like he. I, I guess he had a slight redemption with the whole like disbanding the crows, but beyond that, yeah. I'm just like y'all. Like uh, one of the things they did, and also they did with you brought Quentin earlier. Is I feel like with mm-hmm. their kind of commissioner gordon like characters kind of like commissioner gordon in the comics like life constantly (laughs) kicks them in the balls kind of thing where it's just like what what how can we make this person more miserable basically 
how many daughters can I lose? Yeah. <laughs> Both Quentin Lance and Jacob Kane. <laughs> how many times can I lose this person? Because really, right. they did the same Quentin Lance thing. There's somebody, there's two daughters. One of them died years ago, but then turns out they're still alive. Like, it's, it's the same shit. I'm just yeah. like, he could have... Like, I was hoping at least maybe he would become part of the, the Batman team. Yeah. Just so they can fulfill that role in the... Uh, in the comics, but they're just like, nope, he's gone from the show. I'm like, well, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense since Kate's gone too. It's not like he's going to be the Alfred to a completely different character. Yeah. Uh, so, but I um, guess it makes sense. Yeah. My whole thing with that too is like, Quentin was at least kind of like, and other people brought this up too, kind of sympathetic with Jacob most of the time. I mean, I guess I feel sorry for him just because he's the dad, but for the most part, they kind of paint him as like, I mean, at the end of the first season, he's literally <laughs> shooting a Batwoman. <laughs> like, I'm just like, how am I supposed to feel about this guy? This yes, guy's a I jerk. Know. <laughs> I know. I think I think they just didn't have an opportunity to do the Quentin Lance thing Yeah, with him. And uh, also, it's, it's like he's kind of a clone anyway, so by proxy, he is kind of just going to be somewhat inferior just from kind of being a copy yeah he's no uh paul blackthorne i'll say that much it's right down to he's another he's a scottish actor pretending to be american just like paul <laughs> blackthorne was a british actor pretending to be american they just did not <laughs> vary things up with this one it's this girl cw tropes the uh, <laughs> cw verse you know british dude pretending to be american with a really rough american accent to play a really gruff father who's lost a daughter. This is a very specific thing we need here. That kind of reminds me of, um, I don't know if you've ever, Teddy Sears, who played Zoom. Yeah. He did like an interview where he was talking. I, I think that's the reason why he didn't come back a lot. Where he was talking about The Flash in, in, in season two. And he, even when he got cast, he's like, I don't know, guys. Like, we kind of, didn't you guys kind of do that like last season or something like that? <laughs> Talk about his character. He's just being he honest. Wasn't wrong. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, ah, man, that show used to be like appointment television. And I feel like now it's just kind of like, I, I don't know if they just have run out of stuff to do or what. I think they mm. got rid of most of their good ideas at the beginning, honestly. Yeah, sadly. Yeah. yeah. And it didn't seem like they were really fan. That's a problem sometimes, too. It's just like, it seems like, I don't know if they were really fans of, uh, basically the comics outside of just the most famous thing which is like the whole flashpoint and flash rebirth stuff you know mm -hmm. the whole aspect of the 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 mom getting killed by reverse flash years ago and then barry resetting that and then after that it's just like well where do we go i'm like well there's all these years of different flash comics but everybody seems to gravitate towards flashpoint we're even getting that in the movie yeah i'm like that's if anything flashpoint's more significant when it comes in later after you know more about the flash not like in his very first adventure because where do you go from that right and then the, that movie's a mess, too, with the whole, like, we're going to make it about Batman because, like, nobody wants to watch the Flash movie. <laughs> the main reason why everyone's going to go see it, really. Yeah. Uh, I guess speaking about that a little bit, do you remember the uh, that whole, like, the choking thing with, with uh, Ezra? With Ezra Miller, yeah, I do. <laughs> that just kind of got swept under the rug after a while. He's like, don't, don't worry about it. You're getting a Flash movie with him and Michael Keaton in it, and you get the Snyder Cut. Be happy. I'm like, all right, well, I guess. <laughs> Still don't really know what happened. It sounded like he just got drunk and belligerent with, with somebody. And 
I'm sure there's stuff that we didn't see before the filming started with that. That doesn't excuse the fact that he tried to choke a woman out at all, but I'm, I'm just saying that um, it, it seems like there was a lot of stuff that happened beforehand that led up to that. Again, doesn't excuse the action, but yeah. uh, I don't think he's just randomly going around trying to choke people. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I feel like they should do like a suicide squad of like, disgraced like uh hollywood uh, actors or whatever <laughs> you can have amber heard on there you can have uh, ezra miller uh johnny depp i feel like is kind of that gray area where i'm like eh, like yeah maybe yeah, put him on there for charlie at the chocolate factory <laughs> like throw him on there because that's true it's just it's a different offense <laughs> yeah. real life stuff it's <laughs> shitty movie <laughs> But yeah, uh, I guess just looking at my uh, notes here, uh, I feel like, uh, I'm going to go off this for a second, but I feel like a lot of the stuff, you mentioned Arrow earlier, Mm -hmm. I I feel like, and it's not their fault, but a lot of the stuff, because for the longest time they didn't think they were going to get Batman or any of Batman's, like, people from his universe, really. True, yeah. So they used up a lot of the stuff that would probably go to a Batwoman show, like Rachel Ghoul, I guess, and then like other characters like that. Yeah, I mean, I think they've done a pretty decent job at finding other Rose Gallery characters. Like, I was surprised when they brought in like Nocturna. I'm like, Nocturna's in this. I ha- that like, was Nocturna. Cool. Nocturna brought me back to the show because originally, I, like after Crisis ended uh, and Arrow <laughs> ended, I'm just like, all right, I think I'm done with all this. But then just like. Batwoman's gonna do Nocturna, and they got Dwella Dent, and I'm like, uh, okay, I guess I'll I'll check that out. And then of course they did the whole stuff of Hush, where now Bruce Wayne's on the show, kind of. Yeah. So I was like, all right, I guess I'll watch all this. <laughs> I was shocked whenever that happened. I was like, oh wow, because mm-hmm. I didn't look at spoilers, or at least I don't remember. I'm glad that they got Warren Christie to play kind of like the Hush like guy, because whoever they had before, I don't know if it was the direction or what, but he, he sucked. Like, he was just really bad. <laughs> yeah, he was really over the top. Yeah. On that. And just like, look how evil I am and all that. And I think, um, I, I've told you this before offline, but I, I think they should have just had Warren Christie's Hush as the main villain in season two and have him, like, systematically destroy Bruce's legacy, kind of mm-hmm. like in that comic. And, uh, you know, because the whole thing is about trying to get away from you know, Batman's legacy, because Batman's gone, and how do you make your own name out of it? And how does... Maybe it's overcomplicated with Ryan trying to make her own name outside of Kate, you know, as opposed to Kate trying to make her own name outside of Bruce, but I felt like that could have been really cool, and then you could still set up Bruce Wayne, because it's not really Bruce doing this, it's Tommy Elliot, it's Hush doing all of this type of stuff, so yeah. you could still have Warren Christie as a series regular, and then have him come back in season three <laughs> as Bruce Wayne, and pull a Tom Cavanaugh on us by being the good version the next season, but whatever, maybe they do that too much. <laughs> that would have been good, and it is such a waste, because I told you offline too, like, he literally, like, unlike any other, like, live action casting i've seen like he literally has like the jaw of like the animated mm-hmm. series bruce like he and like also he just looks like the guy like and even like you said yeah. i'm like i didn't know that guy from anywhere so i was just really shocked because i thought before that happened i kind of i don't know if you've seen this but um jensen ackles like cosplayed as like batman and stuff like yeah. that and i'm yeah. like he would mm-hmm. be like 
a solid choice for like a TV Batman, especially like he's mm-hmm. still uh, Supernatural was still a thing. I'm like, you could just literally go over to that set and be like, hey, come over to this set for a few days. We'll pay you X suit. amount. Yeah, yeah. Like he already has it. Just yeah. throw him, <laughs> throw it in there. But, but I, yeah. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I, I love the fact though that it is somebody who I hadn't seen before, and and it was kind of the first time you got that experience, as opposed to like even with Robert Pattinson, it's just like. You still know, even though he's like a chameleon, you still mm-hmm. know him from other stuff. Christian Bale, you know, yeah. like you still know them from other stuff before you saw Batman Begins, at least if you were like a hardcore into those movies uh, beforehand. So this is the first time where you kind of see somebody you've never seen before as Bruce Wayne, and he looks like the character uh, and all that. And you kind of just want to see more of that. But obviously there's certain restrictions <laughs> that CW has that they're just not able to do. So Which whatever. Is- bizarre when you really think about that they had the movie universe and the tv mm-hmm. universe literally cross over for like a few seconds in one of their yeah. shows i'm like i thought that was them opening up the floodgates and being like okay now you can have like tv stuff but no yeah nope not not really not at all unfortunately yeah. <laughs> so there's like you can't have batman unless he's hush or he's in a hallucination in luke's luke's dreams but you can't have batman i'm like okay and then i don't know what they're gonna do with titans because titan season three is coming out uh of this week and i know they're trying to do a whole death of the family under the red hood type of thing based off the trailer but i'm just like so we're gonna do this whole thing without bruce suiting up all season is that what we're gonna do that's just so weird too because you know it's like a different continuity i'm like just put them in the- i mean i like that weird nightmare sequence where you actually at least you you didn't see his face but at least right. you saw in titans you saw like batman moving around and stuff like that mm-hmm. like that was really cool yeah and i'm like just just do it i mean like <laughs> just put him in that suit yeah it. i don't know if i could picture that guy being in the the suit though just with i know how, but uh, that's kind of why i want to see it because i'm just like it, it's weird this whole like we can't show you him as batman and we're also going to go against type on who we're casting as Batman and have him play it completely differently than any other Bruce Wayne you've seen. I'm just like, well, now I'm just not even seeing him as Batman. <laughs> like, just, go, just put him in the suit and right. then we'll talk. So, I don't know. We'll see about that. But yeah, the, these weird Berlanti restrictions, restrictions on Berlanti shows have probably hurt it in a way because how cool would it be if you could cross over everything? If you had Ben Affleck's Batman with the Batman family from Titans and Batwoman. You put them all together in one major crossover event versus all the villains from across the different shows. You know, like, that'd be awesome. But it's never going to happen, unfortunately. So I guess we'll have to... We'll have to see if they do try to make something of Batman in this continuity with Batwoman. But I guess in the meantime, we got Batwoman and now Batwing with Luke becoming Batwing. That was really cool, actually. I really liked that whole reveal and everything I liked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess one of my notes here. I think, and this is going to be a hot take, I think that the episode, the Clue Master Stephanie Brown episode, I think that was their best episode of the season and maybe of the series, in my opinion. It's definitely up there. Like I was like, okay, this is cool because Clue Master is relatively faithful to that. Mm-hmm. And I'm also kind of like, don't, bring in like a major a-lister into this type of thing because you're just going to get annihilated by the (laughs) the critics and and there's certain restrictions where it's going to be weird to have them go up against batwoman though i think they did a decent job with black mask but with uh clue master i was like oh like 
these are the type of villains you should bring on to the show. Just more classic, but like the D-list ones, and then make them interesting uh, and stuff. And then, you know, Stephanie is, you know, maybe Stephanie is older than what we pictured in the comics, where she's basically a teenager. But I kind of like that she had this sort of dynamic with Luke and kind of want to see her come back again for that. Especially if we, we might get spoiler and Batwing. Next That'd be cool. season, if they do that, yeah. So that'd be cool. I, I'd like the Batwing stuff, but it also felt like there was not enough of it because they're just like, we got all this other stuff to wrap up. Let's just give the tease, and that's it. Because he kind of just shows up, saves Mary, and then punches that dude. And I'm like, all right, that's it for me. I'm like, well, there's other things you could do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Hold on, <laughs> come back. <laughs> I'm getting used to the suit. Damn it. Brian's <laughs> uh, but... like, I need you, dude. <laughs> yeah, hold on. But, uh, yeah, I, I like how, um, I thought the whole thing with Sophia, that was, they built it up. I was not expecting to see her this season, but mm-hmm. she was interesting, but, like, super inept. She didn't really get anything done. <laughs> like, yeah. Black Mask was the main OG in this season, because he, like, really took over Gotham and brought Kate back, uh, and brainwashed Kate and all that, and, well... Enigma did, but still, he was in charge of all that stuff. Sophia seemed like she was supposed to be the big bad, but she really didn't do anything. And I, I haven't read the Rebirth comics where she's brought in, but I definitely want to uh, check that out just to see what the original take is like. Because it's just like this seems like they changed plans midway through or something. Yeah, um, I know. I listening again referring to the batwoman podcast they had talked about Mm -hmm. it and she was supposed to be in the comics at least she was a lot more like if you like like quick to like anger like that kind of like very like she was like a regal kind of ruler type but if you Mm -hmm. pissed her off basically it's like one of those where she would rain down fire on you kind of thing so i think they tried that but yeah her rain down a fire was quickly extinguished yeah, <laughs> whenever it happened, so that's why it didn't quite match up. They don't know how to wrap up villains except for like certain ones. I feel like, like with the whole this, this sorry spoilers, guys, but the whole like stabbing thing. It's like, oh, I'll come back to you later, kind of thing. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like, now we have a knife that doesn't quite kill you. I'm like, yeah. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we need this. Just kill people. Just kill them off basically and i'm just like yeah. the whole thing with the desert rose i'm glad that most of that was destroyed because i'm like guys like this literally is like one of those like game breaking type things like it, it gives the thing like no stake it's like oh all i gotta get this flower and everybody like as long as they're on the cusp of death but not dead it's cool like they'll come back it's like we couldn't use the lazarus pit so we got to find something else or desert rose like. not the desert flower but yeah 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 still yeah, that stuff. Like, I like the black mask stuff a lot better. Also, because he's actually wearing the black mask as opposed to. Sorry, you and McGregor, <laughs> but you had like one scene with it on. I'm like, eh. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't quite. Like, he was still good, but this one felt like more of the character to me. So I thought that was cool. He was definitely closer, at least from my experience, uh, closer mm-hmm. to the uh, comic than uh, the one in the movie. I think, honestly, I like him more than the one in the movie. I mean, the one in the yeah, movie, that's that's definitely like a take, but like mm-hmm. it works for that. <laughs> it works for that yeah. movie, but um, I can't really see it working in like, say, like a more grounded thing, I guess. Yeah, I hear you. So I think. They did a decent job of Black Mask, a good job of Clue Master. Alice, definitely. I think Alice might even be better than in the comics. Though, to be fair, I haven't really read 
comics with Alice in it outside of Elegy. So she was maybe weird. she's more fleshed back later. She's just weird in other comics? No, no, no. I was just saying in that comic, I just found her weird. Like, I don't know if you've ever... Like, because she was just quoting, uh, like, yeah. Alice in Wonderland, right? Like, kind of like... Uh, like in Long Halloween, how Jeff Loeb doesn't really know how to write uh, Mad Hatter, so he just has him quoting Alice in Wonderland the whole time. Like, that's the kind of vibe I got from it. Well, it's hilarious when he's arguing with Scarecrow, and they're just, like, trading nursery rhymes, and Alice in Wonderland quotes, Loeb's like, I don't know, just throw something together. I don't care about this stuff. Let's go back to Holiday. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just take someone else's writing and, then like, just drop it in here. I don't feel like writing this part of the script. Mix in a little bit of The Godfather as well into yeah. this, and we're good. Yeah, so it's uh, it's weird sort of comparing the two because i forgot there's this big supernatural element in elegy that is just not in the in the show uh at least in the first season where there's like you know there's like a werewolf in like the first that was weird elegy (laughs) and i'm like wait wait a minute (laughs) it's gonna have been a completely different show if they followed this so i i don't know if i necessarily prefer the comic uh or the show when it comes to that element i do like certain elements in the comics better when it comes to you know, Batwoman's hideout and stuff rather than her just sort of taking over right? from Batman. You know, she's her own thing. in the. She really is her own thing in the comics as opposed to this one where it's just like, well, Bruce has been gone for years, so I guess she'll, she'll just take his stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just take all his stuff. I'm just like, it kind of goes against the, if the whole thing was just like, you know, I don't need a man type of thing. I'm like, well, why'd you change it so that she entirely takes his legacy and all his stuff and stuff? Why can't, why don't we just stick to the, where it was in the comics where it's completely fine. She just, she was inspired by the symbol, but she made her own thing out of it. Yeah. Cause Batman doesn't even like her in the comics. I think one of the first <laughs> interactions, he's just like, like basically telling her to get off the street or something like yeah. that. Yeah. And, and so I was like, I don't know why she's now the, like I'm going, I'm the new person to take over type of thing i'm gonna take all the stuff and wayne enterprises take all all this stuff and i'm just like well it kind of goes against what you're saying but I, I guess it makes it more palatable to the audience we're just like okay this is where all the batman stuff is but yeah. i don't know it is kind of cool to see it's just I, I guess there's somewhat of a letdown where it's like in the Arrowverse, you're built up so much about, like, what if Batman existed in this world? What if he existed? Like, what would everything look like? And then mm-hmm. you get to, like, you get to Batwoman, and you're like, that's what it looks like? Yeah. <laughs> like, Gotham City is basically Chicago. And yeah. then you get to the Batcave and Wayne Enterprises, and you're like, eh, I pictured something a little bit more great. Like, if that was, like, one of his, like, satellite Batcaves, not, like, literal satellite, but, like, he has so many mini right. Batcaves in the Gotham. If that was, like, his main other one that wasn't the main one in, in Wayne Manor. I would be fine with it, but if that's the main one, I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't really like the fact that this is the main one uh, outside of it. Now, maybe there there probably still is a cave in Wayne yeah. Manor in this continuity, but they haven't said anything about it. I hope uh, so. Or talked about operating <laughs> it, but I'm like, I don't think it's this one because it just feels very, you know, to be fair, I, I, this might be a hot take. I still like it better than the Bat Bunker in the Nolan movies. Yeah. Uh, because that was just like, why is this brightly lit so much? <laughs> and so many people have used it in rap music videos that I don't really <laughs> associate it with Batman anymore. At least when this one has like the right lighting, looks somewhat like a cave. I just, 
I don't know. I prefer the tradition. I, even though I think it does make more sense for him to have to operate in Gotham City as opposed to in Wayne Manor and he gets in the car and he has to drive miles into the city and all that type of stuff. I still think it makes more sense for them to do that. I, I'm a big fan of just the tradition. Just yeah. go to the grandfather clock, go down to the cave. That's what you need. That's all you need. Well, I mean, they don't want to give us the Batcave. I mean, even in the, uh, I think in the Ar- <laughs> Arkham games, I think there was only one, and it was like the Origins one where you actually got to be in the real Batcave. All the other times, it was like, oh, this is my uh, random cave that's uh, on Arkham Asylum or something. That I- yeah, like Batman, why do you have a cave in Arkham Asylum? That seems really dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> like you just have to glide down that's like someone who was like parachuting not parachuting someone that's like rock climbing or something like that could probably literally just swing in there if they wanted to (laughs) (laughs) i'm like this seems like it's it's basically like hey we want to give you the experience of the bat cave our main excuse is that he's got a bat cave in in arkham asylum even though it makes no sense why would he even do that yeah. It's it's way more risky. It's like, how often are you going to be in Arkham Asylum, dude, and need to just hang out there and sleep, spend the night over there? Probably not going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently a lot. A, big, a bigger risk that uh, someone's going to find that shit. Mm-hmm. You know? So, oh well. But yeah. It's just for the video game. <laughs> but yeah, like the whole thing with like you were talking about with the Dark Knight where he had that super bright... Uh, Batcave or whatever, I'm like, it's subverting your expectations or something like that. That's why I it's cool, guess. I guess. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I guess I, I'm, I'm a fan of subverting expectations when it makes sense, but sometimes I think filmmakers go like, it subverts your expectations. I'm like, that doesn't mean it's necessarily good. <laughs> this doesn't mean it's necessarily a good idea. Uh, yeah, this one is just more of a visual preference. I, I prefer sort of the dark gothic type of visual as opposed to him just being in this brightly lit warehouse to operate. I'm like, <laughs> I guess, sure, it's realistic, but... Is it? <laughs> is it really? Yeah, is it really that realistic? It's only realistic because it's in a movie that seems like it's realistic, but it's probably yeah. not really realistic. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, bad cave preferences. Do you... <laughs> since we're on this tangent, do you have a favorite, like, bad cave of the, of the movies? Um... I guess it would probably be, uh, I really like how it looks, in, and I know like this isn't a super popular movie, but I kind of like the look of it in uh, Batman Forever, honestly. I feel like that's the Ooh. most like traditional version, if we're going like closest to the comics that the movies have gotten. I mean, the one in the first movie is fine in the second movie, but it's more just like, here's a computer... And the cave's in here, <laughs> and that's about it. <laughs> we don't really get to see much of it in um, the Burton movies, but it also f- strangely feels bigger in the Burton movies, probably because of the, just the caverns and everything, as opposed to, I think, the one in Batman Forever, where it felt like a more enclosed space, but it, you got to, you still got to see more of it. It's, it felt like there were different aspects to the cave, as opposed to just the computer. Um, but, you know, I... I grew up with the 89 movie, so just the atmosphere that you feel when he shows Vicky Vale into the cave and he, there's the bass and he's like, they're great survivors and stuff like that. I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. I'd like to see more of this and hopefully it looks like we probably will in the upcoming uh, Flash movie. So mine's probably, I do love the Burton stuff, but I also like the, the Schumacher bat caves as well. Uh, and I like what we saw of the Nolan bat cave in 
begins in Dark Knight Rises. I don't count the Bat Bunker because that's not really a cave. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and then let's see. I I like the Snyder one okay, but it also feels a little. It, it felt it could have been more cave like, you know, to me right. personally. Uh, just a little darker, a little bit more of the rocks as opposed to it feeling like his basement yeah. in a way. So, uh, <laughs> but I did, I did really love the detail of everything is hung from the ceiling like a bat. Like I love that, but they could have done that in a more cavey type of feel. Right. Um, the one in the returns looks dangerous because I remember just that one part where <laughs> Alfred's walking over that little tiny ass cliff. I'm like, this shit looks dangerous. Like you should put some <laughs> some rails up in here or something. Like, so gonna... we really need some railings over here. I could fall. It's like no, no, no. We need more money into the bat. I need a bat boat. I need to turn this car into a missile in case the cops come after me. This Look at my car. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Isn't it cool, Alfred? Isn't it badass? <laughs> I'm welding this car bit by bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it could watch this. Shields. Isn't that cool? <laughs> this is where all the money's going. I can have more bombs so I can so I can kill a joker and more machine guns so I could yes. mow down his uh, followers. <laughs> See this? I can also set this guy on fire if I wanted to. <laughs> Here's a question, though. How did you feel when they revealed in Batwoman Season 1 that, I guess, the Warren Christie Batman now may have killed the Joker? Hated it. Yeah, because I'm just like, yeah, that's exactly what we needed in more Batman interpretations. Batman killing people. Again, we haven't had enough of this. Yeah, seriously. I was just like, <laughs> uh, I know it was to make her feel better and everything, but I'm like, that would be the day that he wouldn't be missing at that point. He would have just quit. Like, if he had actually murdered Joker, that would have been, if we're going in terms of accuracy to Batman, mm -hmm. he would have been yeah. like, I'm done, I've crossed the line kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, because I think it's... It, I, I was disappointed as well when that happened. It's just like, if you're going to make that big of a dramatic thing as well, why are we finding out this way? <laughs> it's right. literally just Luke saying, like, by the way, Bruce killed the Joker. <laughs> All right, on to the next episode. <laughs> like, yeah. Wait, what? yeah, hold on, wait, wait. Uh, run that back again. <laughs> this is Batman, the original vigilante, somebody who, like, even the Flash admires is established in Elseworlds. I get that there's a pre-crisis, post-crisis thing, but still. And some of the most dramatic events in his life are just going to be paid lip service to. Like we don't off screen. Actually, <laughs> yeah, and done off screen. I'm just like, let's just, let's just not touch that. Let's just say, just have her do Because that didn't even necessarily make her feel better either. Yeah, it probably made her feel worse. It seems like she's like, wait, now we're anybody who dons this bat suit is gonna basically end up killing somebody. That doesn't sound good either. And then it got it's doubled down in the uh, crossover where it was uh, Kevin Conroy talking, and he's like, "I also kill people." He's like, "The first one was hard, but after that, it got so much easier." It's like I Jesus love Christ, people. <laughs> The Batman from your childhood. Yeah, doesn't that <laughs> we'll make you feel it. good? <laughs> yeah, uh, for that one, I'm like, I get that this is an alternate universe Batman, and it's cool that it's Kevin Conroy. I just also kind of wish it wasn't Kevin Conroy at the same time, because I'm like, if you're going to bring him into live action, he's known as the, the definitive Batman. He looked weird. Well, <laughs> yeah, <that's> <laughs> he's known as the definitive Batman, but actually have him be the actual kingdom come batman for god's sake like it would have been cool if he had a scene with brandon ralph superman where 
because that's supposed to be the same world uh, if we're going by the comics and they talk and Bruce maybe gives them something they need on the journey and then they, they go off. Just give them like one scene as the kingdom come, Bruce, and that's all you need. Instead, we had this whole other thing where he's just like, yes, I also kill people and you're going to go down this path too so that you kill somebody later on the season. And I was like, eh, I, I guess, because he's not the main universe Batman, but then they ruined it by saying, well, no, main universe Batman still killed. I'm like, well then, you guys just, whatever. Yeah. I guess it's just down to Adam West, Clooney, and the guy from Titans, because the only time we saw him kill was in a dream, not in the reality. I'm so far. Saying, so far. <laughs> Watch it. Season three in the beginning. He's like, I killed Joker too. It opens up. He's just snapping his neck. <laughs> <laughs> That's why he really quit. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I know that also it t- tying into tropes and stuff i know that mm. it, they could reset a bunch of stuff because i know they mentioned again spoiler zod recently and superman and lois yeah but yeah, they it. said that he killed zod like pre-crisis that he also killed zod like the man of steel superman which i was like okay i guess yeah i mean to be fair we don't know the context because it could have just been like in the original comic where it was like the alternate universe zod and he had to use gold kryptonite on him and or gold kryptonite then green kryptonite on them to kill them it was it was weird but uh yeah we don't know necessarily the the details on that but at least post-crisis it seems like zod at one point is dead uh but his consciousness or something was put into the eradicator and then given to given to cal in that one episode but yeah i'd say right now i've mainly been watching superman and lois and batwoman when it comes to the arrowverse shows i've Mm -hmm. dropped i dropped the rest which is The Flash and Legends of Tomorrow. And then I, I missed the last season of, of Black Lightning. It kind of just got a little tedious to me. Um, but, I, you know, because I used to love these shows. Mm-hmm. It's a shame. I used to love these shows. And now it's kind of just like, I'll watch Batwoman for the Batman stuff because I got to do a podcast on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I, as you said, like the, the best episodes are probably like the Clue Master one. I also like the stuff involving uh, the Bruce Wayne hush. So those would probably be the big highlights to me. Uh, but yeah, I'd say right now, Superman and Lois is kind of carrying the torch for me on the Arrowverse shows and probably will just end up, you know, I can I foresee a future where it's like that's the main one and then it kind of just dies out with Superman and Lois unless they have some really good ideas going on for other shows. Right, because I've noticed that they've kind of, because I know originally, and this is also something I thought about recently, it's a really missed opportunity that before Ruby Rose left, or even now, when Supergirl is ending, like, because they were mm-hmm. buddies, like, just have them cross yeah. over separate from the big crossovers. Like, why not? Just do that. World's finest, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they even say it in the Hell's Worlds <laughs> episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that, uh, yeah, they absolutely should have done that. But, uh, you know, COVID got in the way. And yeah. it's, it's a shame. And now Supergirl's ending, so it's probably not going to happen unless they just randomly bring Melissa Benoist into Batwoman to cross over with the Ryan Wilder version. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, pro- it's, I don't know, it's not going to be the same because there was that bond over the fact that you're cousins with a famous superhero. Yeah. And Ryan doesn't really have that. It's like, well, I took over the mantle from a cousin of a famous superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I know not, that... Not the same. I know there's been that... Um, other people have talked about it, too. 
But um, there was that big thing where at the end of that final crossover, they had the whole Justice League shot. Yeah. And then half of them are gone now. (laughs) (laughs) The Justice League is coming in short supply. Yeah. Next crossover. I'm like, and then the whole thing with Diggle, too. I'm just like, I, I like that they're bringing him in in different shows. But I'm kind of bitter about it because I wish that they would just let him be Green Lantern. I'm like, what does it hurt? They, people know that this is a different yeah. continuity. Just do it. Yeah, I don't at this know. point. Yeah. <clears throat> no, it's dumb that they're holding them back on that. Yeah. Just give them, just give us a Green Lantern in that show. Like, just let them have everything so they can at least, we can at least see what is this universe like without restrictions. Yeah. Because you know, I feel like the restrictions have been hurting it. Uh, so, you know, we could do a World's Finest with Tyler Hecklin's Superman and Warren Christie's Batman in, in that world. We could have Diggle as Green Lantern. We could potentially have Melissa Benoist come back as Supergirl for, you know, and meet the new Batwoman or bring back, I guess, Wallace Day now as Kate Kane to, for she was like, good. a little bit. She was good at it because she had the task of not only playing Ruby Rose's Kate Kane, but also Cersei yeah. uh, at the same time. So I thought. Uh, she did well. It's almost like she deliberately, <laughs> when she was Kate Kane, I don't know if you felt this, but she was like deliberately being more monotone and wooden yeah. as Kate. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> <laughs> she, but her, as Cersei, she was like she was unleashed. But Oh, yeah. Yeah. Her voice was kind of like, I noticed that she did like, like you said, kind of like a different voice. It almost sounded like Ruby Rose a little bit. I was kind of yeah. impressed. Mm-hmm. Like almost like an impersonation type thing. Which is, um, I don't know if you ever watched uh, Smallville before. Yeah. But um, they kind of did the Morgan Edge thing. Oh, yeah. W- with, with her, where uh, <laughs> the whole plastic surgery thing, and then, like, it's like, oh, the surgery messed with my vocal cords <laughs> or whatever. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> we, couldn't get Rutger, we couldn't get Rucker Howard back, so we had to yeah. <laughs> recast it. Yeah. <laughs> What the hell are they doing with Morgan Edge in these adaptations? Jesus. <laughs> oh, I forgot. That it's Morgan Edge, too. That's hilarious. In, in Superman and Lois, except it's not really. <laughs> yeah. No Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we spoiled, like, a lot we already. spoiled everything. <laughs> the entire universe. If you've never seen any of these shows... <laughs> don't watch you don't this. Have, you won't have to now. <laughs> yeah. No, please watch them. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, there's some good stuff in there. Yeah, there's definitely oh, yeah. some good stuff in there. But I guess going off Smallville too, one of the notes I have is that mm-hmm. this show is closest to it with the, very much with the, where it's really good, like the high highs and the low lows kind of thing. Like when it's good, it's pretty good or really good. And when it's bad, it's really bad. <laughs> <laughs> the last few seasons of Smallville, I was just like, I was, I was very in and out and I'm like, okay, I'll watch the finale. And then I kind of regretted it. <laughs> so I'm just like he's a CG cartoon after 10 years of this this is what do we get <laughs> finally get to see him in the suit that's what it is that's why my co-host on, on our show Superhero Stuff You Should Know uh, Andrew's just very against watching Smallville just because he knows that that's it doesn't lead to him wearing the suit I'm like why would I need to watch 10 seasons of this I'm just like look there's still some good stuff earlier on before mm-hmm. you get to that and to be fair, it is some of the very first live action interpretations of some of these characters. So you kind of have to, it's still part of DC history to talk right. about. Uh, but I can't blame, I also can't blame you for not <laughs> wanting to, to, to see it because you don't really get to see him as Superman, at least in the, in the costume. But it does bring up an interesting point where I'm just like, 
you still get to see these characters outside of costume. Mm-hmm. Like, this does the is the character really complete just because of the wardrobe change? Yeah, you know, like it is still Clark Kent saving people. It is still aspects of the Superman character. It's still Lex Luthor being Lex Luthor. Like it, it's still a Superman show. At the end of the day, he's just not literally wearing the red cape until the final episode. Does that mean that the whole entire show is, uh, you know, invalidated? No, I don't think so. I don't. I don't think a costume change in general makes or breaks the character uh, in a way. But I think that there's there's a sentiment to, against Smallville because of that, because of the fact he's not in the cape, or because there's a lot of hoodies in the Justice League <laughs> uh, and that type of stuff. Where I'm just like, yeah, but it's the essence of the character still there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would prefer it, of course, if it had a comic accurate costume. But if the essence of the character is still there, and this is like 2007 where, or something, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you're going to be happy with that. As mm-hmm. opposed to now where I think we're just spoiled. We're just like, well, it's a multiverse. You don't like this version of this character? That's okay, especially if it's Batman. You don't like Batman and Titans? That's okay. There's Batman. <laughs> There's three different Batman coming to your big screen next <laughs> next year. Right. We are completely spoiled right now that we don't appreciate, I think, just how good we have it. Yeah. I definitely, like, going back to, we mentioned Birds of Prey earlier. I remember back then, like, Mm -hmm. I I discovered that show because I think either, I forget how I heard about it, but I think maybe I got, like, a DVD or something. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, what is this show? Because I think it was one of those things that came and went. And back then, like, we only had... You were lucky if you got, like, a superhero movie, like, well, like, three superhero movies in one year that was, like, crazy or something like that. Yeah. Like, it was an event just to have one movie. Even if it was Spider-Man 3, you're just like, well, it's the only superhero movie out this year. (laughs) I guess this (laughs) is what I got. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah. Yeah, like, a pre-MCU it was it was rough, and then you appreciated what you had, and um, you know I I I feel like Batwoman is the almost the successor to Birds of Prey in a way too because yeah. of the whole you know this is very much a it's a it's basically a pro feminism Batman universe story. Um, there's certain elements as well that are pretty faithful, and other ones that aren't so faithful. Uh, some stuff that's really good, and stuff stuff that that's not so good. Uh, in it, you know, Oracle is such a big highlight of oh, yeah. the Birds of Prey because of how it's like, oh shit, we have an accurate Barbara Gordon Oracle as opposed to Alicia Silverstone in <laughs> Batman and Robin, who's not even named Barbara Gordon. So that was really cool with the flashbacks of her as Batgirl was really cool. And so I kind of see Batwoman as as sort of the successor to that where it's just like, well, kind of like what you said. Like when they miss, they really miss. But when yeah. they hit it, they, they, they hit it. And it's it's kind of, it's a sight to see when it's characters who you've never seen in live action before. Like Clue Master. I never thought I would see a live action Clue Master. And they got this stupid <laughs> outfit, right, too. Like, the or- was... Yeah, the orange outfit. <laughs> he looks like, I don't know why, but like what for whatever reason, that outfit reminds me of, like, he looks like Australian or something. I have no <laughs> reason. <laughs> he should have been Captain Boomerang. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is Captain Boomerang's new suit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could have just given him... A literal business suit you know and like that's probably what smallville would have done years ago but now we're in the age where we're just like no embrace the comic imagery embrace what it looks like yeah uh, and stuff oh that does remind me um what are your thoughts on the batmobile in batwoman 
at first, uh, I thought like it was just like, oh, it's just like a car kind of thing. And then I, yeah. I, I really thought about it. I'm like, eh, like sometimes in the comics, you'll get that too, where it is just mm-hmm. a car. I think honestly, it does. Like, I do like the more kind of like where it's like a big, uh, I, I do like the Batman versus Superman. Like that, that one looks cool. I don't mm-hmm. like the guns thing, but whatever. And then, <laughs> and then like with that, I'm like, Really, when you think of it from, like, a practical perspective, though, like, if he's trying to, like, blend in and kind of, like, not pick up, like, attention from people, he's not going to come in with, like, a giant tank or something. It's probably just going to be, like, kind of a slightly, like, souped up, like, muscle car or something yeah that's which is why that's the most surprising thing of the, of the nolan trilogy where he's just like all right we're gonna keep this as realistic as possible also he somehow manages to get the tumbler over to arkham asylum without nobody seeing in the first movie like, let's give him a tank <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i agree because at first i'm just like this is it yeah uh, like even the robert pattinson one at least has some stuff on it where you're just like okay that that makes it more bat like uh on it uh, but this one, I'm like, uh, okay, it just looks like Bruce Wayne's car. But then I realized once Ryan updates it, I'm like, oh, this is their updated version of the 66 car because they also right. have the red, the red line on the side, which I know is probably a callback more to her costume being black and red. But I can also see it as a 66 thing. It's not nearly as iconic, of course. Yeah, compared to the Barris Batmobile, but uh, it, I do like that. That's kind of a tribute to that, as well as still fits the show. And you know, the red is not random; it, it totally fits the show. If if they put red on any other version of the Batmobile, you'd be like, "Why?" But this one yeah. fits. Yeah, so like I, I appreciate that aspect. I liked it, um, but yeah, like that, and also like it it, it fits for the show. Like honestly, mm-hmm. I'm like at least it had like the one moment I did really like is like when it's first introduced like it has like the little jet thing like you see like the little fire come out of the back of it yeah. too which i'm like mm-hmm. that's subtle but at least like you know it kind of shares the same thing in common with all the other ones you got the little jet propulsion thing yeah. on the back mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, yeah. It, it fits the budget and what this is it's not gonna make my top five batmobile list but uh, it's it's still it fits what it is right you know it doesn't have like a bus engine or something in it. <laughs> <laughs> I know you can't just bring in the Michael Keaton Batmobile to every single production of this. Right. <laughs> but if they did, that would be pretty damn sweet. Yeah, it would be. Um, I actually, when I was younger, I went, um, they had like, I, it probably wasn't obviously the originals, but um, they had like a little vehicle showcase and they had like the Tim Burton Batmobile, the... Mm-hmm. I think, like, the Batman Forever one. I don't think they had the Batman and Robin one, but, like, they had those two. I think it was, like, in the early 90s, so it was probably just those Jeez. two mm-hmm. kind of thing. So that was yeah. really cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I think the uh, <clears throat> there's something so iconic to the original as well that, like, that's that's why you keep seeing it pop up sometimes in, in different comics. Apparently, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, it is... I don't know if you saw this. It's, it's buried somewhat in the background in Kevin Conroy's cave in Crisis. Oh, I think I had heard about that. Yeah. Or something, yeah. Yeah, so even he had it in his murderous ways, which makes sense, I guess, because there's still <laughs> guns in that Batmobile. Because every Batmobile in live action <laughs> needs the guns, I guess. Yeah. I mean... Except I... for Adam West. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess Batwoman. <laughs> Adam, West and Bat... Adam West and Batwoman's Batmobiles are more accurate because they have no machine guns. They gotta have blood on their hands, I Hot guess. Takes. 
Yeah. <laughs> Just run them over. Yeah, that that would how I don't know if you ever saw that how it should have ended for the Dark Knight. Oh yeah, didn't kill him. <laughs> yeah, but that's how it'd probably be for most of the Bat Batman in the movies and I like in the show. Yeah, it's over. Movie be over. Yeah, I just did a Batmobile uh, arcade game uh, at uh, round one. And because uh, there are like all the Dave and Busters and round ones and all these barcade type ones. <laughs> and every single time I do it, uh, I crash into all sorts of shit. <laughs> like as much as I criticize, as much as people criticize, uh, you know, Christian Bale or Ben Affleck for causing so much destruction. I'm just like, it's pretty easy to in that when you're in that big of a car and you're, you're speeding <laughs> along and you really want to get after the Joker and stuff. Yeah, it's uh, you can't help but crash into a few light poles and <laughs> cause a few explosions on the way over i don't know if you remember um it was in it's such a weird scene in batman forever i guess just talking about like the batmobile but when it had like the little wings split because of how fast it was going i guess but it was it was bouncing which was yeah, really because robin was driving it yeah yeah <laughs> i'm like this is when we showcase that feature yeah and I'm just like, how can you not make it look inti- not intimidating at all? Have the whole thing where it looks like this, like off to two <laughs> sides, but yeah. And it's bouncing up and down. Yeah. I think maybe that was just because, like, I think that was just the car itself. I think that thing could probably only go so fast. Maybe it's bouncing probably. like that. Because it's like <laughs> max speed. I don't know. I, I was just interpreting that that was uh, Robin deliberately doing that. You know, just like those those cars i forgot the name of them uh that go up and down like that so i kind of figured that they were referencing that with robin but uh, weird choice <laughs> weird choice to do that with a batmobile it's a lot of weird I, choices in there I, I i do like the batman forever batmobile but it is like if they did not have the lights on it i would probably like it better if it was just all black and just had the rib cage but none of the blue lights shining out because i'm just like why does he need the lights like that he doesn't need that so so they can see me coming (laughs) also they shouldn't see me coming what am i talking about yeah alfred why did you design it like this i guess he blends into that neon yeah i guess he does i mean because that's the thing as well it's just like does he really blend in with any version of the batmobile (laughs) if it's not a car because technically even in the burton batmobile it's like people still know they see that they know you're coming. He don't whether there's lights on it or not. So maybe that's just me being overly picky. In a realistic scenario, everyone's going to be able to tell that's Batman's car. It's better than what they did in Batman and Robin. Where I, one of my favorite, and this isn't somebody else said this, but I think it was a reviewer called the Batman and Robin Batmobile like a pinball machine on like wheels or something like that. <laughs> this definitely doesn't have the same iconography. No. Yeah. That one was, that's a whole separate episode, but, uh, that movie, Mm -hmm. but, um, I guess like, do you think that they're gonna, with the absence of, uh, the original Batwoman, do you think that they're gonna start, uh, incorporating more like characters from like the Bat family, like they already have with Stephanie Brown, but do you think we'd maybe get like, uh, I'd love to see what like, uh either tim drake or maybe even i know they're i know they have jason todd and other things but i would love to see like what jason todd would i guess look like in this show i know we're about to get him in something else 
we have Jason Todd and Tim Drake and Dick Grayson in Titans, so I feel like they're not going to. But they also have Barbara Gordon in that, and we're going to get Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. But I guess because she's not going to suit up as Batgirl yeah. in Titans, they allowed it because uh, she's in the wheelchair in Titans. So she's going to be closer to the, the Oracle type in that. So uh, I, I think that there is an opportunity there, but it'll probably be Bat family members you are unlikely to see in the other shows. So spoiler is on the table. Uh, because of the fact that they already planted her, and there's no plans for spoiler, at least from what we could see in Titans, because Titans has way too many characters as yeah. it is. They need to they need to figure that shit out soon. Uh, but let's see, other characters could be. Um, well, they do have Victoria Cartagena coming in as Montoya, and she played her as in she played Montoya in Gotham. Right. She's coming back in Batwoman, but she could become the question because you know these Arrowverse, Arrowverse shows a lot of the times the team that is back at headquarters also become their own superhero team. They don't just stay the same. You know, we saw this with Flash. We saw this with Arrow. You know, it happens with, with everybody. So the same thing's going to happen. Luke is now Batwing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Mary seems like she is based off of uh, Kate's cousin in the comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Bet Kane becomes uh, <laughs> Flamebird. <laughs> so maybe we'll see her become Flamebird. Uh, so it would be... You know, Batwoman, Batwing, Flamebird, Bird, and potentially the question. Uh, and I have suspicion as well that maybe Montoya could be a love interest to Ryan. Yeah, since, I could see that. You know, she is Kate's love interest in the in the comics, and since Kate's gone, and they kind of did that already with Sophie. Yeah. Uh, and I don't really see. I don't think they're going to pair Sophie with uh, Ryan, given their past history. I think they were trying to occasionally tease it, but. I just don't really see... I think Ryan has just too much resentment yeah. towards that. We're more likely going to see her with Montoya and have a fresh start with somebody versus somebody who used to bust her for things in the past. So uh, I think it's likely, yeah, that we would see Batwoman, Batwing, The Question, and Flameberg Bird coming to you at the CW Season 3 or 4. Yeah, I guess going off of that, who would you like want to see their villain? Like other than what we talked about, like obviously we'd want to see Bruce Ooh. come back, but like what villains or heroes or just ancillary characters? I actually now just off the top of my head, I wouldn't mind seeing a version of Bullock maybe in here. That'd be Ooh. interesting. I hadn't thought about that, especially if you got Montoya mm-hmm. in it, because like you're not going to interfere with with Gotham because Gotham's already over. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you could get away with that. Um, in terms of other characters, it's kind of like what I said about Clubmaster. Bring in the like D-listers, the ones who, if James Gunn isn't using them in Suicides, in the next Suicide Squad, bring them <laughs> into Batwoman, and then do something cool with them. Do you know that that's what made the Clubmaster episode so cool because they. They brought him in, but he was a threat, and he meant something to Sophie and to Ryan uh, and to Luke in a way due to the Stephanie connection. So uh, that was pretty cool. Do the same thing with uh, other characters. So that could be uh, <laughs> that could be <laughs> blockbuster, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> we just talked about in our Suicide Squad crossover. Mm-hmm. Uh, that could be even goddamn Calendar Man. For all yeah. we know, like it, it could be so many of these guys who are just like, who the hell is that? And you just bring them on and give them justice. I don't really want to see, um, yeah, for some reason, I don't really want to see the penguin or Riddler. Yeah, me either. I, I feel like it's like if this is about, I, I don't know, I just feel like 
you're going to get the comparison to so many other different interpretations. Why would you even invite that? You know, as as the CW, that's why Clue Master works. If that right. was the Riddler for that one episode, everyone would be like, "This is the worst Riddler ever," simply because he was only in one episode of the CW, of, you know, of the <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, no matter how good the actor might have been, like you still have that criticism. But since he's Clue Master, it's like, okay, this feels cool. It's mm-hmm. the first live action version of this. It wouldn't necessarily be the first live action Calendar Man, considering Sean Gunn has the cameo <laughs> in the Suicide Squad where he's roasting Hot <laughs> Man. <laughs> It's amazing. But I love that. I, 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 it, it would be hilarious if they could bring on Sean Gunn as Counterman versus Batfleck. But uh, he just starts roasting them. <laughs> That's my main power. Fuck calendars. I only came up with a gimmick to invite you, so I could roast you. Uh, he's in the yeah. little glass uh, case too, and he's just standing there. It's like. I've come to you for information. He starts roasting them right there. Be hilarious. Makes the long Halloween so much better. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. So bring on Con- Calendar Man. Bring on Blockbuster. Condiment bring King. On- condiment. <laughs> if you could do a hilarious opener with Condiment King before the Batwoman title comes up, all power to you. Like it's just. This is the time where you can get away with the ridiculous stuff mm-hmm. and you can make yourself known in the Batman history books by being the first to bring in these live action versions of characters we've never seen in live action before. Like that's make that your strength. Don't try to do uh like the most major they can get is Black Mask and that still worked. Yeah. Um but don't try to do the Joker. Don't mm-hmm. try to do not not until you can get like a Superman and Lois type budget and oh, yeah. and writing team. Uh, in which case I would save I'll put this out there since I, I PM do this, but I'll yeah. put this out there in terms of my pitch. But my idea is like, if they ever decide to do a Warren Christie Batman show, address the fact that he might've killed the Joker. Mm-hmm. And my retcon to that is like, he didn't kill the Joker. Luke just thought he killed the Joker. But in reality, an Arkham city type of thing happened where Joker quote, you know, Joker's body was found by Luke, but the blood infected Batman. And that's the reason why he left Gotham is because he was a danger to everybody, which explains why he leaves Gotham and doesn't just mm-hmm. flat out abandon it or quit. It's because he's a danger. So now you've got this jet setting Warren Christie Batman. You maybe put him in a different, definitely put him in a different bat suit than what was in the beginning of Batwoman. Cause that bat suit was just not very good. It's still better than the Gotham one, <laughs> but it's still, it was still bad. I'm just like, please change this immediately. Ruby Rose into the Batwoman suit. Uh, but yeah, put him in the Batman suit, potentially even, you know, my fantasy is dark blue and gray. Just go full on with the, the comic aesthetic. Why not put him in the Hush suit? Well, he's going around. Maybe he meets up because that actress is still around, you know, yeah. fill in that, that thing. But then you have um, bring in someone cool to be the Joker and his hallucinations and taunting him and stuff. And it's about him trying to cure himself from being the Joker. But he's away from Gotham. So you can do all the jet setting stuff from the 1970s, Dennis O'Neill, Neil Adams stuff uh, and make that the show. And you can leave you know, Ryan on her own in Gotham so that that show can stand separately and then eventually build your way up to a crossover where Bruce decides to come back uh, and and go from there. And then, you know, if he does come back to Gotham, he can see that it's in good hands and decide, you know, maybe he's cured of Joker, but he decides to do the whole Batman Incorporated thing. And that's the next season or, or whatever. Like, you can still jet, do jet-setting Batman because, like, you're not, you're not going to see that in the movies. You're not going to see that in Titans. Uh, so you might as well just do something different with that and get a good explanation for why he left in the first place. So 
that's sort of my pitch for if they ever decide to do, you know, what's our Superman and Lois equivalent for Batman in the Arrowverse? That's my pitch for it. So That'd be cool. we'll see what happens. Yeah. Um, I hate that they kind of, I wouldn't say, they kind of ruin Ra's al Ghul and Arrow because I'm just like, my whole yeah. thing there is like, you could have used him either in Batwoman or like you said, just future things. He could be one of those like boogeyman type things that people still talk about. Maybe you catch glimpses of him, but other than that, like, you know. I, I know that version of Roz lost me the moment that he directly starts framing Arrow by dressing up in the Arrow suit. <laughs> I was like, you're Roz Ghoul, you have people for this. Like, why would you do this yourself? I laughed whenever I saw that. I was like, yeah. what, what are we doing? Yeah, and then it just didn't feel right in the final confrontation for him to be in, like, the hooded League of Assassins gear. And I'm just like, Roz would be in the robes and stuff. Like, why are you doing this? This is... It just felt like they want to turn this into a Batman show so badly, but they also don't really want to read the comics of, <laughs> to find the essence to transfer it over into uh, the show. So, I don't know. That was a disappointing version of, of Ra's al Ghul. As, you know, no matter who you would put into there, if that was the writing, it, it was disappointing. You know, they're originally supposed to have Liam uh, Neeson play him in the Arrowverse, like, but there was some <laughs> sort of no way. thing. <laughs> there was no way that was going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming to the CW. I'm like, really? That would be huge. But yeah, I, I think he said he was open to it. But I, uh, in reality, there's no way CW was going to be able to afford him. They would have like no budget for anything else. <laughs> It'd probably just be them and like <laughs> some sort of like... I don't even know. Like, they'd probably have to reuse, like, one of their old sets or something <laughs> like that. The rest of the season is going to be in the desert, because all we have to do is just show up in the sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, like, they would just reuse some old set or something like that. It's like, this is my secret hideout, and it's literally yeah. just a repurposed, like, other room that they'd see- used before. Yeah, but, definitely cut down on the stunts and superpowers and stuff, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think that's the another thing that I've kind of noticed. I'm like is that the show does kind of like versus some of the other more and and there's dark elements to batwoman but i feel like it's kind of got like a little bit of a campy vibe to it a little bit yeah yeah there's some cheesiness to it but i think that's in pretty much all the arrowverse shows you know so i've kind of gotten used to that but it's the type where like if you show up to somebody who isn't into this stuff you kind of get a little embarrassed. Yeah. <laughs> it's good, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> like, you watch this? Yeah. But um, I know that one of the things I also noticed is that, like, I feel like th- this show isn't perfect. I-, I I like it because I'm a Batman fan, and-, mm-hmm. and-, and there are good moments to it, but, like, I do think that it's one of those things, too, that, like, with a lot of female-led, like, either movies or like tv or whatever people are going to be like certain either youtubers or reviewers are going to be a lot more critical of it because it's women-led than they would if it was a guy as the main character or something like that yeah it's pretty ridiculous you know it's already being hit the the hbo max batgirl is already being hit by that simply by not casting a redheaded white girl as Barbara Gordon. Uh, you know, like it's it's pretty rampant, but I think that's unfortunately this is you kinda need a period like this before you get to the time where that's that's no longer seen as 
being out of the ordinary or being, you know, quote unquote, you know, CW's woke agenda and stuff. Like we're kind of in this intermediary stage where things are picking up, but not everybody is open to it or accepting of it. And uh, you kind of need that stage, you mm-hmm. know, in order for you to, to actually make any sort of progress. You need times just in general where you take that risk and you're the, like the first one or the second or third one even to just get hit with all this criticism of it. Whereas 20 years from now, we're just going to see this completely normal. Yeah. Um, I know that one of the other things too is I feel like just in general with the Arrowverse, like when it came out... Um, Smallville was my only point of comparison other than Birds of Prey mm-hmm. for like quality kind of thing and so like yeah. I remember Smallville had a really bad problem with like either fight scenes or anything where it's like two people fighting each other with a few exceptions so I remember one of the biggest selling points for me was the choreography was how yeah it looked they were in the suits it was this darker take and a lot of superhero tv shows weren't really around then so it didn't really have a lot of competition (laughs) right yeah (laughs) it's not like now where it's just like okay wait I gotta catch up on the boys invincible all six air over like it's it's ridiculous Mm -hmm. it's ridiculous to try to keep up with with everything kind of have to pick and choose but you know we're we're spoiled now but it's it's to pave the way for i think lesser known stuff because there's no way would have gotten a batwoman tv show in 2005 this never would have happened it just wouldn't have uh so the fact that we have it now is cool maybe we would have executed it you know maybe we wish for a different execution you know i personally would have loved something that was a little closer to the jh williams third art you know something a little bit more uh almost like vampire gothic horror movie style is mm-hmm. what i always pictured because i was always like if i never get to do a batman movie i could do a batwoman movie yeah based it off of elegy and and have this type of tim burton esque gothic imagery Bram Stoker's Dracula type of quality to it because it just feels very vampire-esque mm-hmm. in the uh, in the art in the in the original comic so I, I always wanted that so it was kind of sad watching the CW version and not getting that but it's also like I don't know how good of a way they could have done that either with what they're limited to right and I know one of the biggest things too is versus now like you said we're spoiled Back then, um, it was almost like, and other people said this too, I agree, they were kind of almost like ashamed that they were like a superhero project. Mm-hmm. Like they were like, yeah, we're superheroes, but we're going to try to make it as non-comic booky as we possibly can so that people yeah. don't laugh at it or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So if we did get a Batwoman show in like 2005 or so, it probably would have it wouldn't have been this, you know, we yeah. would have had less comic book characters. She probably wouldn't have looked quite likely. Like it might've just literally been a woman in the standard Batman suit. Yeah. Kind of like what we got in the, the pilot. Or like the Huntress thing. And, uh, Birds <laughs> oh, <yeah>. of Prey, <laughs> where it's just literally a girl in like a long trench coat and like, basically like a corset looking thing. No mask. There were no masks in that at all. Yeah, and the little choker, I think, maybe had a bat signal on it or something. <laughs> like, how do you keep your secret identity? And, like, no one recognizes me without the choker. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I was shocked just some of the... Because um, Rachel Scarson was in both of them. But I really mm-hmm. actually, I guess, I'd love to also just do another po- podcast for another day. But just on that series, I'm kind of shocked with 
the time period that was made in that we even got like a birds of prey tv show like that's such like a deep cut yeah i i'm kind of curious i need to read up on how that came about because it, it seems like we need something batman related let's not do bruce wayne and we can't use batman because we're doing it in the movie so mm-hmm. i guess they wanted to go with a property that wouldn't really need batman um and so I guess they they went with something where they're just like, well, Birds of Prey can stand on its own, mm-hmm. uh, but let's just change everything about it <laughs> when it comes to the costumes and the two of the at least two of the three major characters in it. Hmm. Um, just total uh, tangent too. Do you remember their uh, version of Clayface in that yep. show? <laughs> yeah, the guy who looked like he had like cra- they they went literal with the name Clayface really because it looked like his his face was made of cracked clay yeah <laughs> on it i've heard some people call him like uh, or just like he kind of just looks like crap face or something like that yeah that's true the, yeah. the makeup was not good but technically our first clay face life action yeah isn't that great <laughs> so yeah this is how you make your stamp batwoman is <laughs> just continue doing that type of stuff that birds of prey did you know first live action clay face i think first live action lady shiva uh also obviously first live action oracle huntress um, not the first Black Canary. Well, no, actually, no, not the first live action Huntress. She was in um, the Legends of the Superheroes. Oh, Jesus, <laughs> I forget that thing exists. That sometimes. was more. That had a more accurate costume too. That's what's sad. Yeah, she was actually in the mask in that. Yeah, um, I kind of hate that we didn't get. I didn't love the Huntress in Arrow, but I kind of hate that we didn't get like a more comic accurate. Like it was close. But, like, a more comic-accurate version. I feel like they could have done it on that show. Like, maybe a more kind of grounded, but still, like, you know, closer. That's felt to me like, we have plans for this character. And then they got to a certain season, and they are just like, never mind with those plans. Because it seems like they were building her up, only to, like, not ever use her. I think the actress was in another show. I think that's why. I think, I she... think that's what it was, yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one because I'm just like I've not seen her in anything else, <laughs> so I don't, I don't know which one. If it's it's one thing if she was like a major thing mm-hmm. afterwards, she's like she's a regular on the blacklist or something. I'm like okay, I get it, but mm-hmm. anyway, uh, yeah, it just felt like a dropped thing because they never even tried to bring her back afterwards. I'm just like, how long is she on this other show? I don't know. I've not looked on on IMDb, but yeah. it's it's like she can't be that busy that she can't show up <laughs> for like one episode of this. Yeah. I kind of want them to do, and I thought about it, if they really, because one of the big themes of Batwoman is the whole identity thing. Like, that's Mm. one of their big themes. Uh, They could even do it really cheap if they wanted to, but I don't see the movies using Clayface anytime soon. They could even do Lady Clayface, I guess, if they wanted to make it like her versus like a woman. Yeah, yeah, I was just thinking that. But yeah, she could like, if they wanted to go really cheap, they could have her like kind of look sort of like Lady Clayface, and then it cuts away. You hear some noises or whatever, yeah. and then it cuts back, and yeah. she's like somebody else. Because they've done shape shifting stuff in the other shows, so I'm like, that's a no brainer. Like, give us Lady Clayface. Like, that's an yeah. easy one for you guys. Or you guys Mud Pack eventually. Like that would be cool to see like a live action. Like Ooh, if yeah, they really want to do that. I would enjoy that. That'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah, bring again, bring on the like lesser known Batman villains. You know, especially any of the lesser known female uh, Batman villains. Because there's, if you want to reimagine, here's another thing. Here's another pitch. Because the '66 show, um, 
has a ton of original female villains in it that just have not been reimagined that have not been used <laughs> egghead you know, <laughs> a female <laughs> egghead yeah no, no no but there's like there's like a black widow villain there's a villain named Black oh. Widow in there. Uh, I don't know if you want to use the same one, same name as it, but you could base a villain off of that. Like they might get take sued. Off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Scarlet goes for for them next. <laughs> but you could do that that type of stuff uh, and bring them back, but a darker, reimagined 2021 version of these 66 female villains. You're still deriving it from the canon. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's another way to showcase these lesser-known villains because the, the rogues gallery is so rich that mm-hmm. you can expand beyond the ones from the 66 movie. You can expand beyond Batman, Joker, Catwoman, uh, Penguin, and Riddler. Right. Um, I, I just... I know that that's their future plan, like you kind of said. I'm kind of in the same boat with you. I really don't want to see them do, like, the more well-known characters it's kind of like the thing that i really liked about i know you've mentioned beware the batman before mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. that like they would tackle characters that like because me i've seen almost every single like adaptation of batman like mm-hmm. on screen so i'm just like it was really refreshing to see oh this is a character that i've never seen them do in like a show or just anything yeah Definitely. I, I think that's the strength of Beware of the Batman is that they, they went in directions that you weren't used to or hadn't seen before. You know, I hadn't seen a Batman, such a long-running Batman versus Deathstroke storyline in animation. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of the closest that we got to seeing a, a Batman versus Deathstroke um, type of movie in animation, even more so than Son of Batman, which right. had like one fight scene, but was really him versus a 10-year-old kid. Yeah. Deathstroke versus ten year old kid. I'm like, this is not a great version. But okay. <laughs> yeah, those I, I've tried to watch those other and again, podcast for another day. But um mm-hmm. tried to watch those other um like the new fifty two type movies and mm-hmm. they're really hard to get through, <laughs> honestly. Like like they're Especially early they're, on, yeah. They're fine, but I'm just like I just find myself getting bored kind of thing where I'm just like, eh, I want yeah. something else. Yeah. But yeah. Um I know that they've already... I wonder if they would be able to probably not get Manu Bennett or something for Batwoman. I don't even know what, what the conflict would really be there anyway. I mean, Joe Manganiello might be so desperate to play the role. He'd be like, put me on there. Yeah. He just brings his suit. <laughs> I still have the suit. I did all this training. Come on, guys. Yeah. Come on, somebody use me in something. I shaved my head. I got yeah. the mohawk. I guess what would be cool about Destro coming on to Batwoman is, like, you really don't think that Batwoman's going to win that. Oh, yeah. So, I guess it would be cool, but in another way, it might be more interesting with him as an ally, considering how things left off. All right, yeah. Yeah, so, who knows? I mean, they have all these Arrowverse characters, that either from Arrow or whatever, like John Diggle and other characters in general. I'm like, why not have some of them... Make the move uh, over KGBs. to... KGB's. <laughs> yeah, well, maybe not him. <laughs> Put me in the suit. Put me in the leotard. Yeah. It's my time. <laughs> no, one wants, no one wants to see that. <laughs> no one wants to see that guy as a KGB. Yeah. They were really pushing him for a while. I don't know why either. <laughs> really trying to make KGB's happen here. Yeah, you gotta stop. I mean, they could even have... If you really want... Ooh... 
I, I saw your um sorry this is gonna be audio but i saw in the background you have the phantasm mm-hmm. uh thing in the back they could adapt maybe even phantasm or do their own maybe version of phantasm on there maybe uh, i mean that costume wouldn't be hard to reproduce yeah um I just feel like Batman fans are going to rip that apart. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're bringing on Phantasm. It's better be good. <laughs> and if it's not exactly perfect, they're going to rip it. And, and also, I think that it, it would have to be a version of Andrea Beaumont that was like Ryan's ex or something yeah. like that. You know? Because if it's Bruce's ex, it's just like, okay, why does Ryan... Like, what's the significance to Ryan on that? So you'd have to change the backstory in order for it to fit the Batmo- that Batwoman world, I think. Unless she's like a hired assassin like she was in the epilogue thing. No, that's true, too. That's true, too, yeah. Mm. I guess we'd have to see. I'd love to see a, a live-action phantasm, but it's also there's so much expectation on that that, like, you better knock that out of the park. Like, it better be exactly like the animated movie, and the storyline better be just as emotional and, and thrilling and and just great all around and emotional. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know that I definitely... Bring up Birds of Prey a lot, but because um, it's kind of similar, I guess, in terms of like what they ended up doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, I actually really liked. I know that I like Margot Robbie; she's cool. But um, mm-hmm. I really like their interpretation of like Harley Quinn in that show as kind of like this master manipulator, like mastermind type character, mm-hmm. and definitely um, more evil than Margot Robbie's. Yeah, and but less traditional. Yeah, and like. Honestly, for the time, I'm like, I really like that whole overarching villain thing, like that, that kind of thing, like someone behind the scenes that's kind of pulling the strings. I mean, that's kind of like a tired trope now, but like I could see them mm-hmm. building up another because they they ruined Sophia in this show. Yeah. So uh, like, I don't know who their next like big bad is gonna be, but maybe I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I mean, it looks like it's gonna be variations of the because the way that season two ends off. You know, spoilers, if you made it this far. I don't know why you would still keep listening if you made it this far <laughs> and hadn't seen it. Uh, but, you know, all the different Batman weapons, you know, end up on the shore and stuff. So other people get to adopt them. Mm-hmm. So, like, I, I think it's... You can bring in characters who are already existing Batman villains, but also somewhat close to the yeah. others in the same way. Kind of like, um, you know, Russell Tavaroff, the guy who shot Luke. Uh, gets roided up with the Venom stuff and becomes, you know, menace at the end. Like, that's true to the comics. He was, that character is part of the comics and is also kind of a Bane clone. So that sort of worked out perfectly in that you didn't really get to, uh, you know, they did it in a way where they were aware that he was a Bane clone and it still somewhat worked. So I'd, I'd say those types of characters that are kind of similar in a way, you could bring them in. Because, again, it's just like, if it's just another fat dude with an umbrella who's not Penguin, but yeah. it's just kind of weird. I'm like, okay, but you you are Penguin. Yeah. Uh, so do something different uh, with the same power set, different personalities or something, you know? Maybe it's a woman with the umbrellas instead of Penguin, and maybe it's a guy with the plants instead of Poison Ivy, like Fe- something like that. Female uh, ventriloquist would work on this oh, show. Oh, yes. Peyton Re- yeah, bring in Pey- Peyton Riley. I completely forgot. That would be amazing. Yeah, they could totally do that. Yeah, Peyton Riley is. That's that's the pitch right now. There better be Peyton Riley in season <laughs> three of Batwoman. She gets Scarface. Like it's perfect. She gets Scarface, and she already is ventriloquist who inherits Scarface in the comics. It works out perfectly. Right. Um, I don't know like who else they would have. Uh, I know that 
basically like I don't think we're ever going to see Kate Kane again in the show. If I had to bet, WB is probably going to be like they're going to be over there. You're not going to see Bruce again. If it is, it's going to be one of those near death things. It's but who knows? Honestly, who knows at this point? Yeah, yeah, because it it seemed like Supergirl got the permission to bring on Superman when the Superman movie stuff was dying down. Yeah. Uh, but Batman stuff is not going to die down. No. Movie-wise, it's not going to happen. So, yeah. As you said, might as well just bring on all these other rogues gallery characters we've ever seen. You know, I, I'm already excited about the idea of Peyton Riley ventriloquist, even though yeah. it's, uh, you know, we have no confirmation that's ever going to happen with this one. Well, CW, I know you're listening to this, so definitely yes. <laughs> <laughs> you use should up. use this. Have us right. Peyton Riley's ventriloquist. <laughs> I'll give you this one for free. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. Nah. If I have hopes for season three, it, it's that uh, Ryan's continues to be fleshed out more now that she's officially, you know, the torch has been passed. Uh, a lot more development of Luke as Batwing mm-hmm. because it kind of feels like, okay, you got the suit now. Boom. At the end of the last season. I'm like, okay, well, we need to, we need to actually develop how he goes from being man in the chair to being out there. Mm-hmm. Um, Find out what's going on with the Montoya situation. Yeah. Uh, potentially turn Mary into Flame Bird, but I'm okay waiting another season for that. I don't think that's really necessary now. And, uh, yeah, have cool new takes on the Batman villains uh, that are Batman villains we haven't really met. You know, I think that's that's the best. King that's Tut. The house. <laughs> if they could do King Tut and Egghead and, and bring them on in, in cool ways... That would like that's how you would actually make headlines. That's how you get Batman fans to watch the show. Honestly, if they haven't already, it's just like, hey, like there's different versions of this character you haven't seen in a while, and they actually do something cool with it. Like, I'd be down. I'd be down. Didn't they have like they already had Anarchy and uh, Arrow, didn't they? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was something. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like that would have been cool to see in Batwoman. Like I'm just picturing a character like that. Being but that was that pre-crisis show. that was yeah. pre-crisis so they could always bring him back <laughs> he's Completely also a different version yeah he's also secretly like a kryptonian villain or something <laughs> <laughs> well they never said he was the joker's son yeah in that so they could totally do that mm-hmm. now that they got the batman stuff it's definitely i mean i'll give the show this it's definitely better at least that we saw what Bruce's face looked like, because I didn't even think we are ever going to get that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, versus, like, in the first season of Supergirl, where literally, like, <laughs> <laughs> it was texts or emails back and forth. <laughs> you did a good job today, Kara. <laughs> like... <laughs> <laughs> Or uh, when everybody was being mind controlled and, and like you saw yeah. him flying, it's like, oh, we're gonna see him, we're gonna see him, and literally he just lands That's in line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, it's it's you're better off not seeing him. You're better off not seeing him at all than to do that type of stuff. Yeah, and uh, speaking of Birds of Prey, they at least you saw like you saw a stunt double in a suit as like mm-hmm. batman but like they used like the suit from kind of like the movies i think it was like the onstar commercials i think so i think i think it's the like leftover clooney suits yeah and then they kind of had like a busted version uh, of catwoman's <laughs> suit from the, it's been in the vault for a while <laughs> yeah it looked really messed up 
But, uh, yeah, you had that. And um, then I think, like, maybe Alfred in that show. Like, let's see Alfred in this show. Like, where's he at kind of thing. Is he, That's it, true, because he's still alive. Yeah. Like. They didn't yeah. kill him like uh, they killed Lucius Fox, which I'm still kind of like, you didn't have to kill him. You could have said, like, he went missing, too, or something. That way you could cast maybe he him. he faked his death, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everybody faked their death. That's what Arrowverse needs more of. <laughs> more people to come back to life. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they could bring on, uh, an Alfred, and I also, I forgot, like, they brought on, I love the fact that Julia Pennyworth is in this show. Oh, yeah, she's well. good. That's, a, that's another, that's another character they need, they need more of, uh, and that they, just, she's not in any other version, you're unlikely to see her in the, the Battinson version, or in the DCEU, or Titans, so it's like, this is the perfect place for that, like, this is, it's a great place for those types of characters. Like, deep cut characters, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, like they even, she said she nicknamed him the Eagle in the comics in the first episode of se- second season. And I was like, oh my god, this is the best Easter egg ever because the Eagle was a superhero identity that Alfred took on at one point in the Silver Age comics. And I always thought it would have been cool to reimagine that to be like a code name because, like, you know, Batman's in f- in the field. He's not going to be like Alfred, come in, unless it's just Joss Whedon's Justice League where yeah. he literally says that in front of the criminal but if he's like Eagle One or something like that like mm-hmm. okay now that's it's clear who that is uh, if that's his if that's his code name but it was cool that Batwoman brought that in that's an easter egg that most people wouldn't bring in so yeah. I really like that aspect I like I like the Pennyworth aspect bring her back she kind of disappeared this season bring her back yeah the <laughs> Enigma I'm sure the of, actress had some scheduling thing too probably <laughs> Enigma's like go to Europe or whatever for a while and they didn't like call her <laughs> yeah. and make sure she was okay and it's just like yeah she's in Europe I guess <laughs> <laughs> the Europeans will take care of her yeah I'm just like was that your plans like just go on vacation for a while <laughs> also how old is Riddler in this continuity yeah. <laughs> Enigma is is his daughter. His, his daughter is like a full grown woman. I'm just like, okay, so Riddler's definitely not Paul Dano. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're doing like a Telltale Batman type thing where like Riddler's oh, yeah. really old. May I guess my if you're going to do an old Riddler, maybe like Matt Frewer or something, like somebody who's like an older take who could still like you could see is like oh, okay, I could see how he used to be the Riddler. Yeah. That type of thing. So. Yeah, Titans has Scarecrow on, and Scarecrow is way younger than the actor who plays Batman. So I'm just like, is he? Was he a kid when Batman first started off? Like, He's like 15. <laughs> it's hey, it, fro- it froze. Oh, okay. Yeah. What, what what'd you say? I was saying that the actor they got for Batman. Let me take a look. I think the actor they got for Batman is 60. Oh God. <laughs> so yeah, let me look up. So it's Eden Glenn. And he is, yeah, he just turned 60. Uh, and then the actor that they got playing Scarecrow is 42. <laughs> That's bizarre. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, if you're going to cast Scarecrow and he's a 42-year-old, that's fine. But when Batman is already 60, then you're like, wait. <laughs> yeah, hold on. So, if Batman 10 years, uh, I guess 10 years ago, right, if he... A fifty-year-old Batman fights a thirty-year-old, thirty-two-year-old Scarecrow. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Um, anyway, I know like they were maybe teasing even Poison Ivy. One of the things I also, if I'm going to pitch a next season, because you saw like the vines and stuff coming up. Yeah. 
Yeah. Maybe we could do like a time skip kind of thing where maybe the vines like overran the city or something like that. Like maybe do like a, you know, like the whole town is falling apart kind of thing. It's covered in vines and that kind of thing. That'd be cool as like an opener, maybe kind of change it so it's not Ooh, yeah. every single season, just standard Batwoman stuff like this one. Maybe even mm-hmm. do kind of like a zero year thing with it. Ooh. I, I guarantee the ideas that we've been pitching on this podcast are better than what's going to happen <laughs> in the show. We're just going to let ourselves down. <laughs> like I, I like I like the show enough, but I feel like we're just setting ourselves up for disappointment because now it's just like ventriloquist in apocalyptic zero-year Gotham City with the vines of the poison ivy and, and mm-hmm. flame bird and Montoya being the question. I'm just like, this, none, none of this stuff is going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that was my thing too with a lot of the Arrowverse is like I feel like a lot of the ideas because I remember with the whole like Jay Garrick Mm -hmm. Flash thing fans Mm -hmm. had that idea for the longest time and by fans I mean me um (laughs) no 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 not just you it was just oh yeah of John Wesley Shipp as Jay Garrick is just so pitch perfect you how do you pass that up and they took so long to get to it like by the time they got to I'm like yeah that was cool but like by then it's like I have this idea for this and this idea I'm like (laughs) I I don't know like like it's like uh you know um yeah they could have done better in terms of because i don't know the whole jay garrick thing i love him when he shows up as jay garrick it's just it felt a little it felt a little too late and then they didn't really do much with him once he showed up yeah like it would have been cool to have him as an actual uh mentor to barry and then i have like a real one not an evil one yeah and then um, I haven't been watching the most recent stuff, but does he pop back up or is it, cause I know like the current, again, spoilers, the, the one, the nineties flash is dead now. And for the longest time they were doing that. So is... yeah, no, he's back. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's back. As, he's back as Jay. Gotcha. Yeah. But so, you know. uh, yeah, I, even him coming back as Jay Garrick did not bring me back <laughs> to the flash <laughs> this season. So. I would rather watch because I haven't seen all of the '90s Flash, so I'd rather go back and watch more of that because I liked what I saw of it. It had a nice. It's a weird. It feels weird because if you're used to CW Flash, this version of Flash is a lot more. He's a lot more confident. He had, he's a lot more. Um, he needs less of a team <laughs> in yeah. his gear uh, on that type of stuff, and the world is very different from the CW world. It's almost more of a like a Dick Tracy Batman '89-esque comic book world type thing of Shirley Walker or Danny Elfman type music. So. That's uh, I want to see more of that. I'm waiting for that to come on HBO Max. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, that was one of those other ones that I got the DVD early mm. on, and I remember watching it. And there were definitely some where it's like very dated. It came out, you know, in the <laughs> yeah. '90s. So take what you can mm. get. But it was one of those where like the some of the episodes were just like really cool. Like he, I think he goes to the future at one point. There's like the Flash Museum and stuff, or a version nice. of the Flash Museum and stuff like that. Mm. But yeah, awesome. And the Trickster mm. too. Like, uh, oh, yeah. I want to see that. Yeah, I want to see Mark Hamill and what is basically the closest we're going to get to seeing him do Joker in live action. Yeah. I like that they had him. They should incorporate... I'm sure he's busy now, but I, they could incorporate him back into the Flash show. Like, ooh, what if... I don't even know if it'd work, but since we're not really going to get a Joker, what if they had like kind of like a tricks, like trickster in an episode of Batwoman or something like that? Maybe. Yeah. It's like, I'm always getting my ass beat by the speedster in Central City. Maybe I'll try this uh, new kid out. 
Kevin Conroy comes in as the Earth-99 Batman. He's like, I'll kill you. <laughs> it's easier after the first time. <laughs> I'm addicted to it. I love killing. <laughs> he tries to kill... Just total tangent. He tries to kill Supergirl there. I'm like, she's literally done nothing to you. He just attacks her. You're a Kryptonian. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell, CW? <laughs> <laughs> This is what fans want, right? Yeah, yeah they want right trying to kill Supergirl. <laughs> and then in the last Jedi, having <laughs> Luke Skywalker is like, yeah, the Force, whatever. <laughs> just throw out my lightsaber. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Batwoman season three, everybody. It's gonna. It's not gonna be as good as what we pitched. Yeah. So <laughs> prepare for disappointment, I guess. That's my other thing too. I feel like a lot of these shows, like unless it's like, I feel like Superman and Lois is will have a less hard time picking people up because it's like the main hero that people know yeah i feel like a lot of these shows the big barrier for like entry is say like with this it's like oh it's um like it's not batman it's batwoman or like it's Mm -hmm. not superman it's supergirl kind of thing and also with gotham it's like you know like i like gotham but a lot of people are like I, i remember my friend uh, Dylan, who I'll have on future episodes, was uh, talking about um, Gotham. I think it was before it came out. And he was just saying, it's like, oh, I think this might be good or something. I said, riddle me this. What's a really boring uh, Batman show? Is it one where we only see his origin and him never in the suit? <laughs> <laughs> we did end up getting to see this. I mean, I think what helped you is the fact that you did get to see the villains, at least. Yeah, that's true. You know, because uh, I, because I, some people were just like the villains are around before Batman shows up in the origin. I'm just like you realize the show would not exist if the none of the villains were. If it was just a cop show and then Bruce is training in the background, it's literally Law and Order with a kid lifting weights every now and then and every other scene. Like that's really what it is. You kind of need that in order to sell the show, <laughs> right? Because I'm just. <laughs> I'm just thinking about that without it, and I'm just like, literally no one would tune in, because I think before it yeah. came out, my whole thing was just do, like, kind of what they're going to do with HBO Max, uh, the new GCPD show, I'm like, just do what's in the comics, just do GCPD, like, it's right there, just adapt yeah. that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah, even have to have, Central. you only have to have Batman in most of the episodes, he can be like a background character that maybe mm-hmm. just pops up, yeah. maybe even in silhouette or something, you don't even necessarily have to always see him. Mm-hmm time to like in batwoman yeah <laughs> <laughs> well we saw uh, lucius fox in silhouette i'm like you could have cast a guy or something <laughs> <laughs> yeah because I, I was also like it's cool that this is bruce and we get to see warren christie again but also it w- would have been pretty cool too if it was his dad talking to him because mm-hmm. i'm like if i'm on the cusp of death am i really gonna be picturing uh, like I'd be probably picturing someone that's close to me, but I'm not gonna be picturing. Hey, here's your employer to uh, my <laughs> boss. Yeah, yeah, to see like, hey, you want to die and go see your dead <laughs> Luke relative? Luke is really dedicated to his work, I guess. Yeah, I'm like, uh, is it maybe that they didn't have the budget for a new set, or they were just like, eh, hey, it's here. This is the afterlife or this weird limbo thing for him. I guess so, because it's not like bringing on another actor to play Lucius would have been necessarily more expensive because you're always you still got to pay warren christie to come back yeah maybe it was like a two episode contract and they're like whoops we we 
took you to Arkham in the first episode, so the second one you're going to be in a dream sequence. It's like, all right, I'll take whatever I can get. I'm still surprised there are no... I can't find any interviews with this guy about the fact he's playing Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Nobody has reached out to him being like, cool, you're playing Batman in the Arrowverse. It's ridiculous. I think me and you are one of the only few people who watch the show. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else is like, is like, Batman's in it? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> Even on my own podcast, Andrew and Zach are just like, Wait, Hush is in this? <laughs> like they probably don't show hush i'm like no they they show hush like hush is in it how good hush is, is a whole other story but like they he's definitely in the bandages he's i liked all i liked that that was cool like i liked how they did the yeah. costume mm-hmm. yeah no i i'm i was surprised they did it yeah because i just thought oh he's just gonna be tommy elliott the whole time all right whatever and then like they put him in the bandages i'm like oh shit okay and then they turn him into bruce wayne i'm like oh shit yeah okay I was shocked. This is legit. Yeah, so it's that type of stuff that is Batwoman's strength, I think, is, is going to places in the comics you never thought they would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, um, I definitely enjoyed that. I don't know forever. They'll probably bring uh, Warren Christie back for, like, maybe a few more scenes here or there. Maybe the series finale, like, he'll be like, I'm back kind of thing. I was with Selena, <laughs> Selena Kyle in, like, uh, Paris or <laughs> France <is>. or something. <laughs> yeah. That's where Alfred was, too. He was uh, toasting his espresso to me. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Fernet Branca or whatever it was, yeah. yeah. Size of a tangerine. <laughs> Size of tangerine. <laughs> Michael Caine has a two-second cameo. Yeah. They couldn't afford him. Come on. <laughs> Maybe uh, pre-Batman movies when he was in, like, The Muppets uh, Christmas Carol or whatever, they'd be able to afford him, but not now. <laughs> I need to pay off the mortgage. Yeah, so... <laughs> so I bought another house. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to CW Money for my five-second appearance. Yeah, I needed another car. <laughs> so, yeah, that'd be, that'd be cool, I guess, to bring in... Bruce and Alfred come back at, like, the finale, that type yeah, of thing. That's probably what they're going to do, if they do anything. I, I feel like... And this is something I've told you. I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on air. I really think that the WB has showed more often than not that they don't really know what they have. They mishandle a lot of the characters, basically, and they don't mm-hmm. really they don't have anyone guiding the ship uh, in anything, really. I think a lot of the stuff that are successes are like a fluke, basically. Like it's not because they did anything to facilitate it. It's just because those people had like a passion or a vision and they made it and I yeah think... they just happened to get the right director for the and right writer for that project right and i think that honestly like under another studio's hands or maybe just someone who had like a vision like i do like Zack snyder i feel like the issue with that is he he makes movies for people who already know the comics to an extent and i feel yep, like i agree if you're making a universe, you're not that you want to like pander to like every single person, but you're going to have to make something to where like you have to establish the character. That was my biggest problem with Batman v Superman. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, like we're f- meeting this guy for the first time and this is who he is. It'd be different if say like we had seen him for like five movies and then all of a yeah, sudden he's acting like this. Yeah, definitely. But it's I- almost like it, it might've been better if he took it over from someone else. Right, <laughs> so that he can do all his deconstruction after someone's done the construction. Right, exactly, because that's my biggest thing. It's just like I remember you have to do like the groundwork, and I know that's not necessarily his call, 
Mm-hmm. But, like, you have to set up these characters in order for people to care. Like, um, like with the original Iron Man. I mean, like, even before that came out, I remember, like, that wasn't really a big deal until people saw it and, like, kind of got this groundswell where people were like, oh, this is pretty good. Like, actually, I really like this movie kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And no one before mm-hmm. that, really. I mean, I knew who Iron Man was from, like, the animated series that I think came on maybe in the 90s or something. Yeah. But other than that, like, you're, you're not gonna, before that movie came out, you're not gonna run into somebody and, like, say Iron Man and them immediately know who that is kind of thing. Yeah, of course. Yeah. No, it, it changed the game. And it's because they made you care about the characters even if you'd never heard of them before. Yeah. And so. I think that that's the issue is that, like, say what you want about the CW-verse. They put in the work. They started, you know, kind of grounded. I remember... Just the feeling, again, being one of the first people through the gate of having, like, even just Barry Allen before he even turned into The Flash, just having that character mm-hmm. on the show was just such a big deal. Yeah. And, like, just being like, wait, they're going to have, like, I remember that seeing that episode for the first time. And kind of like the same thing with The Avengers, where before that came out, like, if you listen to old reviews or anything, like, people are like, oh, this, uh... I don't know if this is going to work, this whole team. Team movies never work, that kind of thing. I don't think this will work, which is comical now, but back then, like, yeah. you know, like, it was same thing with The Flash. Like, we'd never seen, I mean, there was the show in the 90s, but, like, mm-hmm. how many people actually remember that show? Like, that, yeah. I didn't know about it until I saw, like, the DVD set. Also, in the world of Arrow, as well. Yeah rather than its own thing but set in the world of arrow then you're just like wait how is that gonna work and they they managed to find a way to transition themselves from a nolan type realistic world into a more comic book world where they're just like well you know what screw the nolan stuff (laughs) this is the new age of it's the new age of comics we're not going to do crossovers and doppelgangers and multiverse multiverse and we're going to do crisis on infinite earths and that type of stuff and i think it's it's all the better for it because i don't think it would have been what it became Right, Arrow would have just been another like, okay, that's kind of a cool, you know, footnote in in DC history of just like another adaptation of Green Arrow, but it, it became more of a thing once they started doing other characters and crossovers. Right, because I remember before that, like I remember even, again, like uh, going on another tangent. I remember back before that came out, like I remember being like, wait, you're not gonna have the guy from Smallville? Like you already have mm-hmm. a Green Arrow in that show, just make it with him. Like he's He's actually kind of closer to the comics, I feel like, than... Yeah, I agree. ...than the one... Because that basically is TV's Batman and Arrow. Like, that. <laughs> that's yeah. what he is. <laughs> yep. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the Oliver Queen in Smallville was a lot more uh, true to the general personality of Oliver. And I think they had wanted to sort of try to grow Stephen Hamill's into that but it just never really ended up there at all and this is which is fine because it's just like it would have been weird yeah <laughs> I think uh for them to try to to force that in later so it is what it is but uh anyway but yeah I really enjoyed like because I think honestly like other than my wife like uh <laughs> you're mm-hmm. the only other person I know that watches Batwoman so it was really cool talking yeah. about this about uh yeah. I haven't finished Gotham but like Gotham those kind of shows but yeah, mm-hmm. it was cool just going over all this stuff. I'd definitely love to have you on again. And uh, yeah, so that's going to be it for us. Um, if you want to go ahead and just uh, plug your uh, other show. And sure. um, I'll do, do the outro real quick. 
Sure. Awesome. Uh, so uh, I do superhero stuff. You should know. You probably heard myself with my co-host Andrew and Zach on the last episode on Batman Assault on Arkham but in case you uh, skip that for whatever reason uh, you can find us on YouTube at Superhero Stuff You Should Know as well as on various social media as Superhero Stuff Pod we cover all sorts of uh, stuff I know Andrew likes to say our bread and butter is the unmade Batman scripts or unmade scripts or superhero stuff but there is a limited capacity in terms of how many there are so we also do a lot of dives into other things other aspects uh certain characters uh evolutions of certain characters evolutions of different origins the histories of certain things um especially a lot of obscure facts about the histories of of just a lot of insane things that come up so i think uh, I'm not sure when this is going to be released, but probably around the time this is released, uh, we'll have an episode on the the many killers of Thomas and Martha Wayne, the ones who killed Batman's parents, and how that changed over the years, and kind of the some of the insane people that he suspected <laughs> in terms of killing his parents, but didn't end up killing his parents, uh, as well as the weird connection between Joe Chill, who killed the parents in the comics, and the Joker, who killed the parents in the 89 movie, and how there's kind of a weird connection between the two of them outside of that. So uh, that's the type of stuff that we cover, is that sort of deep divey aspect to it. So uh, anyway, that's my show. All right. And uh, this is me. You guys know me from uh, Tangential Exchange, from this show, What Mean? And um, yeah, like, uh, this has been great talking about this, and I guess we'll just go ahead. Uh, I'm Alex. I'm Ben. And this has been What Mean. All right. See ya. <laughs> yeah, see ya. <laughs>